Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. In her book, Mystery on the Desert, archaeologist Maria Reisha tells an amazing story of what has become known as the Nazca Lines. These lines are spread across the sprawling plains of Peru. And these lines are believed to have been made by the Nazca people between 1 and 700 AD. They were initially misinterpreted as remnants of an ancient irrigation channel. However, no one knew that these lines held a hidden secret. In 1939, the lines were viewed from the heights of an airplane for the first time, and this is what they discovered. The seemingly random lines were actually incredible depictions of birds and and insects and all sorts of other creatures. You see, a simple shift of perspective changed everything. In a similar way, people often see the Bible as a series of individual disconnected stories. To some, it seems like the lines in the text are random or unrelated to one another. You see, while many of us may be familiar with the stories, perhaps we struggle to discern the the, uh, overarching design. However, just like an aerial perspective unveiled the intricate designs etched into the desert, I believe that a heightened perspective of Scripture will help illuminate the divine masterpiece that's woven together through these words. From the inaugural pages of Genesis to the climactic closure of Revelation, there is a unifying thread woven by the Creator into all the diverse pages of the Bible, a divine storyline that chronicles God's relentless pursuit to restore a fallen humanity. Through these pages, God speaks to us and invites us into his greater story. We're in our second week of our series, Hearing God. And all throughout this series, we're diving into the heart of what it means to be a disciple. Last year, we introduced our simple definition of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus that has been really helpful to so many of us. It's this. A disciple of Jesus is a person who hears from God and does what he says. So it makes sense then that that one of the most important tasks of a disciple of Jesus is to learn how to hear God's voice. The problem is that this foundational aspect of discipleship can really be a struggle, right? I mean, it can be hard to make room to listen amidst all the noise of life and the competing voices that are vying for our attention. I know I can think of several seasons in my life where, I, where I've struggled to really listen well. But I think today will be an encouragement for all of us because the truth is that the ability to hear God is something that we can all grow in as we grow in our relationship with Jesus. In week one of our series, we learned that the primary way we hear from God is in Jesus. Just like the key to understanding all of those seemingly random lines in Peru was a change of perspective, the key to understanding the overarching message of the Bible is to see that all of it is pointing to Jesus. It all hinges on Jesus. Last week, we introduced a pivotal story that takes place after Jesus' resurrection, while two of his disciples were traveling on a road to a city called Emmaus. To make a long story short, these disciples are confused. They, they can't quite make sense of everything that has happened over the last few days, including Jesus' death and the reports of his resurrection. 
And while they're walking, all dazed and confused, they strike up a conversation with someone who they thought was a stranger, but it turned out to be Jesus, sort of incognito. And Jesus, he begins to reveal to them the divine storyline that's woven into the fabric of every page of Scripture. And after Jesus had gone, they described their encounter with Jesus this way. They said, we're not our hearts burning within us while he talked to us on the road and, and opened the scriptures to us. You see, they, they grew in understanding, but it didn't stop there. It was deeper. That understanding that they had never had before, it was an understanding that, that set their hearts on fire. Today, as we continue to learn about hearing God, I want to suggest that the best way to hear from God is through his word the Bible. You see, while most Christ followers revere the Bible, the sad reality is that that few actually read it. The famous pollster George Gallup Jr. once quipped, the Bible is the best-selling, least-read book in America. And yet, I think a strong argument can be made that the best way to hear from God and to experience transformation is to regularly read the Bible. Listen to this from author Pete Gregg. A survey of 40,000 people aged between 8 and 80 revealed a fascinating insight. Reading the Bible has a profound effect on both our mental health and our spiritual growth, but only, but only if it's done at least four times a week. Once or twice a week provides a negligible benefit, and three times results in only a slight improvement. But among those who study the Bible at least four times a week, there is a dramatic inflection point, a sharp uplift in their mental and spiritual well-being. In fact, these regular Bible readers are 30% less likely to feel lonely, 32% less prone to anger issues, 60% less likely to report feelings of spiritual stagnation, and 228% more likely to be active in sharing their faith. If you want to hear from God, Learning to fully engage the Bible regularly is the best next step forward. And when I say fully engage, I mean more than just sort of blankly reading the words on the page. Fully engaging the Bible means to fully engage your whole self in the whole of Scripture. We need to engage the Bible with our head, with our heart, and with others. These are really the three keys to a full engagement with Scripture. When we are activated in these three ways, we set ourselves up for for not only understanding the Bible, but for actually hearing from God through the Bible, just like the disciples did on their journey to Emmaus. So I want to spend the rest of our time talking about these three keys to engagement with the Bible. The first key, key number one, is reading with your head. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus begins to explain the scriptures to his two walking companions. And Luke tells us this, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Through the words of Moses and the prophets, Jesus explains the ancient promises of scripture to these two travelers. And as their conversation reveals, Scripture is not just disconnected. All of its points, all of its words are fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Pastor and theologian Eugene Peterson encourages us with this. 
when we find ourselves deficient in wisdom. It's not because the Word of God has pages missing, but because we have not seen all that there is on the pages we already have. It is not another book we need, but a better attention to the book we have. It is not more knowledge we require, but better vision to see what has already been revealed in Jesus. God wants to speak to us through Scripture to help us grow in wisdom and understanding of who God is and who we are as His creation. In Scripture, we literally have God's Word at our fingertips. If you want to hear God, you can begin to engage Scripture by reading it with your head. And this is where we need to learn to hear God through Scripture, by, by understanding what is actually objectively being said. See, if we don't read Scripture in light of its original context, or, or we just ignore the parts we don't like, don't agree with, or don't understand, we're in danger of, of really completely missing the point and actually corrupting God's Word by confusing it with our feelings or, or our preferences or, or even our prejudices. So, how do we do this? Well, to read with our heads, we have to ask the right questions. Questions like, what did this passage mean to its original hearers? Or, how does that help us understand what it might mean for us? Or, how does this passage fit with the larger story of the Bible? If you're new to reading the Bible with your head, a really good first step might be to get a copy of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yes, I am suggesting you treat yourself to a children's book. It is a beautifully written book that will help you clearly see Jesus at the center of God's great story of salvation and at the center of your story too. I, I actually think this is a book that would be great for everyone to read. True Confession I have read this many times to my kids, and there have been several times where I've been moved to tears by the beauty of Scripture and the love of Jesus just by reading this children's book. I promise it will help you see how, how all these lines of Scripture point to Jesus. A next step for you might be to use a tool, a tool that can help guide you as you read Scripture. A great tool I'd suggest would be watching the videos from The Bible Project. These videos explain the books of the Bible or passages or themes in simple, visual ways. My small group is actually using this resource right now, and it is absolutely fantastic. Another resource I'd recommend that helps you read with your head is Tom Wright's For Everyone series, which are readable commentaries on every book in the New Testament that can help you go a little bit deeper. There are so many resources available to help you read with your head, but, but these three are an incredible place to start. When we read Scripture with our head, we can hear God's voice through understanding what the original writers were saying. However, we can also hear God by learning how to discern what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us through Scripture right now, which brings us to our second key. Key number two, reading with your heart reading with your heart. In their encounter with Jesus, the two travelers on the road to Emmaus didn't simply walk away more knowledgeable about Scripture. Jesus' goal wasn't to help them succeed in like a Bible, a Bible trivia contest. He was speaking to their hearts. Remember how these two disciples responded to their conversation with Jesus? They asked each other, 
Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and, and opened the scriptures to us? As they grew in their understanding of scripture, it didn't just make them smarter. No, they, they heard from God and walked away forever changed with their hearts burning within them. The Holy Spirit was stirring and igniting their affections through scripture. Jesus's conversation with these two travelers, it actually reminded me of another very different conversation in chapter five of John's gospel. In this story, Jesus is talking with a group of religious leaders whose hearts were, well, they were not burning within them. Even though they were very knowledgeable about scripture, they ignored all the signs and wonders that, that pointed to Jesus being the Messiah, and, and they hardened their hearts to Jesus as the fulfillment of God's word. And here is what Jesus says to them. He says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me and have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. <laughs> Ouch, right? What Jesus is saying here is that these religious leaders, they, they knew scripture, sure. They knew scripture with their heads, but they hadn't let those scriptures transform their hearts. Because if they had, if they had that love of God in their hearts, they would recognize the embodiment of that love in Jesus, the one who, who pulls all of scripture together throughout the Bible. God promises to, to transform our hearts. In the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel heard God say this, I will give them an undivided heart and I'll put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to have a heart of flesh one that burns within me from the overwhelming experience of encountering Jesus. Don't you? I think one of the most helpful ways that I have found to read scripture with our mind and my heart is through a practice called Lectio Divina. There are a lot of different ways to do it, but essentially it's just the practice of reading scripture slowly and prayerfully multiple times. I do this every morning, and while some mornings are uneventful, and it's not going to be fireworks every day. There are other times where I do hear a word from God, and I do feel the Holy Spirit fire in my heart. When I was younger, I really used to just kind of read scripture like I would read any other book. But now, as I read it slowly, prayerfully, and multiple times, I find myself hearing from God as the Holy Spirit takes the words from the shelves of my mind and uses them to stoke the fire in my heart. To experience scripture by reading with your heart, there's a great first step. And I really would encourage you to just start reading the community daily, which is our own Bible reading plan that helps you read, reflect, and respond to scripture each day. You can find it on our website or in our app. A next step could be to continue developing your personal practice with another app called Lectio 365. This app helps guide you by helping you slow down and really pray the scriptures. I use both of these resources every day and I love them. Now, 
as you read scripture with your head and as you read it with your heart, God will begin transforming you. You will learn new things. You're going you're gonna to ask new questions and you're actually going to form new perspectives. And as you do this, I believe you'll find that the experience of reading scripture is even more valuable when it's done in community. This leads me to the third key of engaging scripture, key number three, which is reading with others. This practice is so important that even Jesus himself, the the literal embodiment of scripture, he read scripture in community. Luke tells us that Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom and he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Did he catch that? Luke wrote, as was his custom. This was Jesus's regular practice. He gathered with other people in the synagogue to read and discuss scripture. Jesus knew that gathering together to hear God's word was an integral rhythm of life for all of God's people. I think it's safe to say that if it was important for Jesus Well, then it ought to be important for us. This is why we come together here every week. We we worship together. We pray together. We learn from scripture together. It's not just something we do. It's not just another event in our busy week. It's an important way we experience the fullness of following Jesus. I love the way author and editor Melanie Jongsma puts it. Not only is Bible reading much richer in community with other people, it's actually more accurate. Left to interpret the Bible in the privacy of our own hearts, we're likely to get it wrong. The Bible is meant to be read and understood in community. It's more authentic that way. It's more effective and more fun, and it's far more likely to actually happen because of the natural accountability a support system provides. We need each other. We need each other to experience all that the Bible has to teach us. Our our cultural lenses, they shape our worldview, they shape our relationships, they shape our behavior, they even shape the way we read the Bible. Your background, your experiences, your journey through life, really everything about you have positioned you to read God's word uniquely. Now, that doesn't mean that we can change the truth of scripture, but it, it does mean that your unique lenses through which you read the Bible are gifts from God, and not just for you, but also for the people around you as you discuss Scripture together. The best way to discover all that God is speaking to us through Scripture is to read the Bible with our head and our heart in a diverse community of Jesus followers. A great first step to experiencing this is by what you're doing right now, developing a weekly practice of worshiping and reading scripture together in a church community. The great next step would be to join a small group. Small groups are a fun and safe place to ask questions, share insights, and experience a a support system for reading the Bible more authentically and effectively. See, fully engaging our heads and our hearts within the context of a supporting community This is the best way to hear from God through scripture in our daily lives. And it is all of who we are interacting with, with all that God has to say through his word. In 2 Timothy, Paul reminds us that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that 
the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. To truly reap these benefits, we must approach Scripture with our whole selves, our minds and our hearts, and interact with others who are trying to do the same. As we engage with every part of ourselves, with every part of Scripture, within a supportive community, we will hear from God, and then we can do what He says together. The transformative power of His Word will become evident in our lives as God speaks to us and transforms us to be more like Jesus. For just as those hidden patterns of the Nazca lines in Peru were only revealed from an elevated perspective, our pursuit of God's voice is, is like ascending to a higher vantage point where through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can begin to grasp the profound narrative that's woven from, from Genesis to Revelation. We begin to see that the pivotal truth linking everything together is Jesus. It's Jesus who transforms these seemingly disconnected stories into a cohesive symphony of divine rescue, inviting us to engage our hearts and our minds in community as we hear from God together. May we never lose sight of the ultimate revelation. Jesus, Jesus is the thread that binds. Jesus is the message that resonates. Jesus is the hope that empowers us, empowers us to listen to understand and to live out God's transformative word. May we be a people whose hearts burn within us as we hear from God through his word. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God. And by listening today, you've already taken your first step. And we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.